Hey, you guys, you're going to want to listen all the way through this episode of 90s Now uh, because we've got an actual physical alternative to dry January. You'll love it. I'll also be watching a life-changing video (laughs) with all of you, and you can experience it with me. It's going to be amazing. And I'm going to tell you why I should no longer be responsible for Kelly's trivia. Enjoy (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the show, everyone. 90s Now. With Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland. Is it too late to say Happy New Year? It is never too late <laughs> to say Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Woohoo! Happy New Year, all. Yeah. Yowza. Season 12 continues for 90s now and back into a brand new year that will have us talking about. Um, Well, some pretty big musical anniversaries for this year. We'll also talk about a perfect case scenario for when music and nudity collide. Because why not start the first show of 2024 (laughs) that way? (laughs) Also, new year, new round of Kelly's trivia and another musical snapshot of how 1994 started. And we've got follow-up news on the guilty pleasure film from the summer of... 2022. That was so almost two years ago. So let's start there, you guys, because it's nice to talk about summery things when it's wintry and cold, (laughs) which is what it is where we are right now. So we can give thanks to Tom Cruise. Yeah. Because he's in, he's in talks for the third Top Gun movie. So. And busy dude. eh? Tom Cruise doesn't stop. We know that. Even while he's filming Mission Impossible 8, which side note for me begs the question, uh, how many impossible missions are there? <laughs> and follow-up question to that, are all they actually all impossible if he accomplishes them? Think about that. Yeah. Think Fair about questions. that while we look forward to uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible 8. Now, for Top Gun Maverick, that was the highest grossing movie of Tom Cruise's career at $1.4 billion. That's exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, winning... An Oscar for Best Sound, nominated for uh, six other Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Um, so this is certainly something to look forward to, is it not? I don't have dates, though. Do you have dates on that? No, I think uh, I read that they're um, using the same writer that did Maverick to work right. on the first uh, draft of the script. So apparently that's underway right now. And word on the street is that uh, you know Jerry Bruckheimer will be back as the partnering, I guess, executive producer, producer, and uh, also the same director, who I think his last name is, it's either Joseph Kaczynski, I think, or Joe, it's something like that. So he's... Yeah, Joe Kaczynski, yeah. that's what I got too. So he'll be back. And then because this will be actually, which is kind of funny, because so this will be the third Top Gun, but it's really the sequel to Maverick. So they'll, the word on the street is that Miles Teller and I think it's Glenn Powell will be back in yeah. this one. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be um, uh, Top Gun Mav Richard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sort of like a getting into the roots of Maverick. Yeah. You know, first given name, Mav Richard. Yeah, that might be. <laughs> that might be it. But yeah, Tom Cruise is like on fire. And I mean... I read, I don't know if it was in the article I sent you guys or uh, in, um, I don't know if it was Variety.com that had an article about how, like, so many people were so grateful for Tom for basically reigniting theater life after pandemic. Right. And that that movie was one of them. And then the other thing, like, I know we've talked about Seacrest before, like, how much power he has to jump from different network to network. Tom is kind of doing that on some level now with the movie houses, 
uh, because he's been affiliated with Paramount for a while, but now he's signed some kind of separate deal with Warner. And so, uh, or yeah, I think it's Warner. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's just so crazy how like, you know, they'll make concessions to make it all work because he's still bringing in tons and tons of coin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think what they do with him is that they just, they just focus on that. The The focus on the money, the focus on the movies and nothing else. And and not to uh, bring a dark cloud into the subject, but um, uh, what was it? The Brooke Shields documentary was on television, on regular TV uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so we watched that. I hadn't seen it, but it's from last year, I think. Have you seen it? No. Highly recommend it. Okay. Highly recommend it because of the story that it tells, uh, not just about her life, but... Um, society's society's view on women and the manipulation of that view, et cetera. But uh, the section of her going through her postpartum depression, I was watching that part going, what was it? I remember something about this, something like I felt off a little bit, felt uneasy, like my memory wasn't clear. And then like 10 seconds later, Tom Cruise's face comes on screen. I'm like, oh, right. Do you remember Tom Cruise and how he had all the answers about postpartum depression oh, and that right. Brooke Shields was wrong? Right. And she didn't know what she was talking about? Do you remember how he went on a number of shows saying that she didn't know what she was talking about? I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, so this many, I think it was 19 years ago. So this many years later, I think the focus on just make the movies, Tom, and we'll make a lot of money and don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> I think is probably the best bet because I was instantly back to the rage I felt toward him of like, who do you think you are talking right now? Yeah, that's when he was feeling himself. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, the other thing that was funny, too, that um, we know what happened with the Matt Lauer situation and how that proved to be inspirational to the morning show show. Mm-hmm. Um, but even he, they show a clip of him asking Tom Cruise, so... Like, if she's saying she has it and she knows what she's read, why is she wrong? <laughs> so even he was like, huh? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, the Brooke Shields documentary, very worth watching. Okey-doke. Very good. Yeah. Not Noted. just for the rage. Noted. Now, uh, we have, we're one, we're one subject in and we are this much closer to having our brains challenged beyond <laughs> anything we ever think possible for us adam are you ready yeah. for, for kelly's <laughs> trivia <laughs> no i'm not but let's do it anyways <laughs> 90s <laughs> now trivia ping pong so we will Bing start right is. off the top nice and hard art and literature for the new Ugh. year yeah 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 so this <laughs> why are you doing this to me because nice i really... and hard she even says it doesn't even matter <laughs> like to challenge your brains so they don't go, you know, liquidy. Um, So here we are. Uh, Complete the title of this Goosebumps book originally published in 1992. So here is the title. Say what and die blank. Adam. Go, Adam. Later. Oh, that's nice. No. So the blank is... Say so. What say and what and die blank. Standing. Oh, that's also. See, this is the thing. When I tell oh. you the answer, it <laughs> makes no sense to me. So apparently, the answer is 
Say what and die cheese. Say what and die cheese? Yeah, and die is not like D Y E. It's like die is in die, like D I E. So, like you're going to die cheese. Yeah, it's very odd. Like, I, I never watched this thing.、Um, that was a series it, of books,、say. too, right? I guess go the, the Goosebumps book. Complete this、yeah. title of this Goosebumps book. Oh, no. The blank is say blank and die. Say cheese and die is the oh, title. That, oh, there you go. There you go. Why、oh, did they write、go. it like this? This is so confusing. <laughs> What's great about this is that now even you don't know something about trivia. So you're really at our level. Yeah. I'm worse. I'm worse. Let's be honest. Like, Okay. I am. <laughs> How bad of a title would that be?、But、Say what see... and die cheese. Yeah, well, that's why it didn't make sense. And to me, what they should have done is just have, like, you know, like a, an underline, like where you'd put the、yeah. word. An actual blank.、Yeah. An actual blank. And then it'd be like blank and die. Like, you know, this is terrible.、Say、I'm cheese and die. <laughs> yeah. Say Adam, what and die cheese. This, thanks for saving. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for saving. This is like the clip for sure. Kelly looking stupid. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. The,、um, clip, the one where we're all dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was terrible.、Um, so let's join, jump to something fun hobbies, toys, and games.、Um, and I feel like that, that somebody will get this. Uh oh. What factor <laughs> controlled the color of the banging 90s trend mood rings? What? What? Yeah, say that again. So, you know, mood what, rings. What? Mood rings. Do you remember、yeah. mood rings? So, what、yes. like, phenomena basically controlled the color of it?、Uh, Sharon. Go. Body temperature. Yes, ma'am. Oh, nice. Boom. Good job. Because I had two separate decades to know that, because mood things actually started, I believe, in the 70s. Okay. If not sooner. But I had a mood shirt. I had a mood <laughs> ring. So the,、really? like、the mood shirts had like an oval or a circle on your t shirt. And you could tell, because obviously, if your body temperature went a certain way, so all you really had to do was run around to get happy. <laughs> <laughs> or just wear it in the summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stand in the sun. Yeah. Exactly. Back in the day when you could just stand in the sun, you didn't fear dying. Yeah. And it was like red meaning happy or mad or what were the. Well, I wish I remembered that part. I totally don't remember that. Kelly, do you, do you have access to that? Or I, no? I do not. I remember some of my friends had mood rings. And I remember like the big thing would be、uh, people would put their thumbs or their fingers on it, you know, I guess to increase the body temperature. And then it would change、yep. like different colors. And I remember going, this is such a ridiculous thing. Like you can make it go any color basically by just how you put your thumb or whatever. So, but I never owned one. Oh, wow.、Well. Imagine that. And they should reintroduce it to、uh, women of a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's happy. No, she's not. No. <laughs> that's, a, that's hot flash rage right there. You're getting your colors confused. <laughs> hey, speaking of hot flashes, of all the things you know of yourself, I would say that nudity、uh, and when you are nude is one of the things that we have control over, I think, for the most part, right? But、uh, I also say it's okay if Lenny Kravitz. Doesn't have control over that. <laughs>、uh, he says that he didn't know he'd be nude in the video for TK421, which is such a fun song,、mm-hmm. um, but that he found out when he got on set. I love this because. How does that happen, though? How do you well, not know? It's a great plan. It's either 
not a plan at all and you think on your feet or you planned it all the while and you just wanted to see Lenny nude. Uh, so as it was uh, put to him by director Tanu Muino, he said, quote, she came to me and said, this is what we're going to do. You're going to get out of bed. You're going to get ready for the day. You're going to get dressed and then you're going to go walk out of the house, end quote. She made it sound like she thought it all the way through, didn't she? Or that she just wanted to see him naked in a cozy home setting. Either one works because it's a really cool video. And man, oh, man, is he smoking hot. Yeah. I recently saw a picture of him that he posted to his social media. Um, I forget which award show he's at. It might have been Golden Globes. And so he's he's 59 or 60, right, at this point? Like he's... Mm -hmm. 59, I think. I think he'll be 60 this year. Right. So... He looks 33. It's crazy. Like, yeah, he's so taut. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't have, you know how sometimes there's like older gentlemen in shape body? Like, Yeah. There's still a bit of sag action. Yeah. He has none of it. Zero. <laughs> Zero of it. No, there, it. Yeah. He obviously moisturizes, which is smart. Yeah. The skin is being treated nicely. Yeah. And he's so chill. Yeah. Adam, have you seen the video? Like, are you are I have not seen, it as much as I have these not gay women? Seen, I have not seen it. Well, I for real, or have you seen it a million times? No, I have not seen it. I swear. <laughs> well, first time won't be your last. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a catchy song, which helps. But I'm not even sure if you would have to unmute it to enjoy the video. <laughs> it's saying a lot when the gaities love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Cal. Gaties. Ah, portmanteau. So let you me mute my computer. <laughs> let me mute my computer while I press play on the video. Okay. All right, it's on. Yeah. Let's watch let, math. I'll let you know how I feel. <laughs> we'll see by your expression how you feel. Is he blushing, Kelly? Watch he just tips over and goes out of screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're losing me. You're losing me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, again, genius plan on the part of the director. Oh, and oh. there are some butt cheeks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, let's watch this show. I'd rather see this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no more butt cheeks. Yeah, oh, wait. We oh. were having a chest. Oh, we're having some really uh, sensual uh, camera <laughs> plans. Oh, he's smoking a cigarette. Oh, yeah. other oh, butt we all cheeks. Are. Oh, he's in the shower. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'll get back to you later, Lenny. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Hey, you know what? 2024 means that we're looking back on the 30th anniversary of some pretty major musical milestones, not the least of which I think is the fact that 1994 was the year that we lost Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think that it's 30 years ago. I mean, it's one thing to say and just make conversation of it, but to really think that, like, 30 years ago. It's different for Adam because he's so little. And by little, I mean young, significantly younger than we are. But the fact that you can get to a point where you can remember something as, you know, you were there 30 years ago, I think that's one of those, what? Yeah, because Adam, you were born end of February and he died, what, April 4th or 17th? When did he? Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to turn 30 in a month. Yeah. So Crazy. Yeah. So Adam was a month old or a month and a bit old when this happened. It's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, um, the the sound of Seattle was basically commanding all of our um, 
Attention, uh, 1994 also brought Pearl Jam's uh, Vitalogy album, which is great. Um, they got to be a little more experimental. Uh, Alice in Chains, who cannot be understated as a, a major force of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the Jar of Flies, uh, which was great also. It's, it's, it's such a, that Alice in Chains' story is incredible too because um, Lane Staley ended up succumbing to his addiction they got in the later 2000s like within the past decade or so they got another singer whose name is totally escaping me is it devon last name devon anyways Mm. he sounds exactly like lane staley so it was a a smooth transition sonically Mm -hmm. for a band that you know shouldn't have stopped making music because they lost a member of their band no matter who but it's tougher when it's your lead singer you know in the case of Kurt Cobain it was the same thing how do you bounce back from that how do you stay a band and how do you even consider moving forward without the voice of your band and the voice you're looking for is William Duval William Duval I knew there was a do and a v Um, with two two L's at the end that sounds like a used car salesman Mm, but he's a (laughs) tall dude um and excellent singer so it was great timing for them um stone temple pilots purple album soundgarden super unknown and that's the like i said the more more of the sound of seattle talk about usher and brandy and their self-titled debut albums we know that right mm-hmm. man i think of uh <laughs> think of them now like those are they're full-on adults themselves they were very young people making really good music, introducing themselves to the world. Boys to Men, their second album. I had that one. Mm-hmm. I had it, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Queen of Rock had on. had two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to keep it real. Uh, but also TLC and the Crazy Sexy Cool album, which we all know and love, too. It's pretty wild. All of those... Uh, musical offerings from 30 years ago. Yeah. It's, nuts, it's crazy man. to think that Adam, again, was a baby when Crazy Sexy Cool came out. It's yeah. such a good album. Okay. What an album. Oh my gosh. I remember wrapping Christmas gifts because I, I don't, Adam, I don't know if you can check when Crazy Sexy Cool came out. It might have been the summer, but I just remember, or the fall, I remember wrapping Christmas gifts for Christmas 94 listening to that album. Yeah, because it mm. got released on November 15, 1994. See, Just isn't it funny, Christmas. though, how our memories take us? I find it's always like, it was in the summer that year. Yeah. Clearly wasn't, like, November. <laughs> <laughs> but this positive musical association with, like, uh, you know, sunshine and good times, you know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like it. Now, isn't Usher, am I, is he not doing the halftime he show? He is, yeah, coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah, like, just a couple of weeks or so. Yeah, and I read That's an article, cool. I think, over the holidays, so we, we wouldn't have been doing the show, but he talked about how he's given up sugar and alcohol, and he's trying to be in the absolute best state possible. Like, you can tell he wants to not like not only knock this out of the ballpark, he wants to kill this and stomp on it and, you know, make a, make a splash. Interestingly, I have, um, I've... I dive deeper now into sugar and alcohol. I'm tr- I'm just picking up his slack. Yes. <laughs> so much for that, that dry January, Sharon. <laughs> Did you hear the alternative to dry January is actually a thing? And the, the uh, root of this movement that I'm, I'm sure you've read about 
is uh, empowering women and young girls and letting them know that choices for their own body is something that they can make. But it's, you know, if you don't want to practice dry January, think of uh, January. Oh. <laughs> which is so that you don't shave. Ever All right. I like it. I like or, it. Or do any of that. You You full on, you know, commit to a full... <laughs> fuzzy condition but again <laughs> the positive is that it's empowering i guess empowering women period but but yeah. younger women to you know you don't have to shave or or yeah. you get to decide what you do as far as your grooming is concerned so that would be january yeah. anyways i'm sorry i brought it here yeah <laughs> <laughs> but what what i will do now is take you back to 1994 because i thought oh well you know we talked about the albums from that year. But the interesting thing about the charts at that time, at this time, back in 1994, for a 90s rewind, um, it wasn't new music that came out in 1994. It was what we got still in 1993. Like Snoop Dogg's first song was heading into the single digits on the charts. And Linger with the Cranberries, that was their second single from their debut album, was moving up too. But the top five songs that wrapped up 1993 took us into a new year and almost exactly in the same order, except where Tony Braxton popped in with Breathe Again. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't heard from her in a while. Tony Braxton was at (laughs) number five. Um then Janet had locked the number four spot again. That's the interesting thing. So the top four songs were the same this week as they were the previous back um, in 1994. And all songs that came out in 93. Confusing? No, just listen. Because Janet Jackson, again, was at number four. You know that one, eh, Kel? I do. Of course you do. <laughs> Ace of Bass wasn't lining up infants for the subject of their song that was at number three, but baby meant lava, and all that she wants is another baby, <laughs> was in the number three spot. The number two song was uh, one-third Canadian and a part of the soundtrack to Three Musketeers, All for Love, with Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting singing on that. And one of the highlights from the Christmas concert that legit was just a few weeks ago was number one again around this time in 1994. And that was Hero with Mariah Carey. Nice, nice. And that's your 90s Rewind. Sharon, yeah. I must say, because you brought up again that that was an Academy Award, uh, sorry, Academy uh, uh, not nominated song for Janet, and she performed it at the um, Academy Awards that year. Ooh. Yeah, she was in a nice, very oh. nice white pantsuit, and, uh, which was amazing because most women do not go to the Academy Awards in suits. It's usually oh. all gowns. And maybe because she was performing, I don't know, but she showed up in this amazing white uh, pantsuit and Jimmy Jam uh, played the piano for her on stage and she sang again, which was awesome. That's cool. Yep. Where did I see Jimmy Jam recently? Was it at the Rock Hall induction? Pro- most likely. He's very usually involved yeah. in that stuff. Oh, yeah, because he was all up and getting going with Missy Elliott's oh, uh, yeah. there we go. performance, yeah. which was amazing. Yeah. And I should mention, too, because I, I like to, I know we like to offer up some music. Um, so a now song that sounds very 90s, if you haven't heard it, maybe Adam's heard it already. Um, Ariana Grande's Yes And. Oh, yeah. I heard it. Yeah. yeah. So good. Sounds very 90s-esque. So something to yeah. to check out. Cool. Mm-hmm. And she hadn't released any song for like, was it two or three years? It's been a while. She's been, she did some, she was focusing on her filming stuff for some movie work. And uh, I think that's going to come out this year. Like, I think 
2024 will be a big year for Ariana Grande. It's supposed to be a big year as well for Dua Lipa. Yeah. And so we'll see uh we'll see what else transpires. Well, but- it's a great comeback song. Well, I don't know if we can call it a comeback, yeah. but it's a great song by Ariana. Oh, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And also cool to have seen uh, Dua Lipa in uh, the Barbie movie. She'll be making her uh, major film acting debut, by the way. I think it's the 2nd of February uh, when they're releasing Argyle to theaters. Oh, cool. And she's in it. And a bunch of, like, amazing actors are in it. I think Brian Cranston's in there. I think Bryce Dallas Howard might be in that movie. Like, wow. it's, gonna, it's a spy movie. And so it should be pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so February 2nd is theaters. And then at a later date, they'll, they'll set it to a streamer. Fun. Yep. Can't wait. Yeah. I think we've covered all the topics for our first show for 2024 in the books. Yeah. Here we are. Thanks Great so to much see for you guys. being back, everybody. Yeah, welcome. And Happy New Year. We'll keep saying that until what, May? Yeah. Okay. I think that was the last time. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Thank you, you everybody, for, uh, for bringing in 2024 with us. Uh, thank you for finding us. Wherever it is that you do that, we appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.